Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, hour number two of three right here on a Monday afternoon. Good to have you back in the fold after a couple of days off to uh, I can deal with some family uh, stuff. Tyler's doing okay. Thank you, everybody, for the uh, nice messages and you know, uh, care and concern. Appreciate that. Um, you know, he's hanging in there, uh, and um, he'll be back at work uh, probably tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. Um, you know, tough, tough Friday was a tough day, but uh, you know, we got through it, and uh, you know, uh, he deserves uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of love and kudos. He handled it about uh, as well uh, as you can. All right, uh, back to the original conversation that we were having. My my guy Justin in Richmond. Uh, says, if you think you will mess up, say so. Competitors always show up, and those are the guys I want. And I, I think this is an extension of being a competitor. It's not to say that Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels aren't competitors. But if you don't need to, and you still embrace the challenge, to me, that that counts. That shows me you're a little bit of a different lion, if you will. So here's the athlete that I wanted to bring up. Non-quarterback, but a sure top five pick, right? Or at least by everybody's projection. Marvin Harrison Jr. Remember who his dad is, obviously. So he knows everything about the NFL that you could possibly know, right? Played at Ohio State, which is essentially like playing in the NFL. Marvin Harrison Jr., according to Albert Breer, has no agent, is not going to the combine at all, and is not working out as many, 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 and most top, certainly, athletes do prior to the draft at an outside workout facility, like at a performance center type deal. No agent. No working out outside of what he's doing with the Ohio State people on campus. Not going to the combine, apparently, for interviews, meetings, any kind of drills, not running routes, any of that stuff. The gauntlet drill, nothing. So, I can't sit here and crush Caleb Williams, and crush is strong, and criticize or wonder or question Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels and say, well, Marvin Harrison's doing it great either. 
Because this is not what I would recommend for Marvin Harrison. But to each his own, right? He's still going to go in the top five in all likelihood. There are some questions from some of the number nerds and the analytics amigos about Marvin Harrison and his performance and the nuance. He's not going to have anybody answer those. He's just eschewing it all and saying, listen, I don't need any of this nonsense. I don't need any of these extra layers. Let the tape show. And if the tape's not good enough, I'll fall where I fall. If the tape's as good as I think it is and as good as others think it is, I'll go in the top five. There's different ways to do this. And I do get it. I used to think my way was the only way. I do understand that not everybody does everything the same way. And I preach that in my own life. You know, like I don't think the same way that Grant Paulson and Danny Ruye think, or even that Craig Hoffman thinks, or Kevin Sheehan thinks. I never really heard of Grant Paulson. (laughs) But that doesn't mean they're right and I'm wrong or I'm right and they're wrong. Doesn't mean that, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is doing it wrong. Just pointing it out that it's not just the quarterbacks. Marvin Harrison, now we've seen a growing trend of top athletes that are doing it without agents, right? Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, was drafted without one, didn't get one during his the first couple years of his career, didn't do it during his contentious negotiations. There have been a couple of other guys, I forget who in last year's draft didn't have agents, There are guys that, you know, agents in a lot of ways are like sharks sometimes. They take your money, they give you bad advice, and you wind up going, wait a second, that didn't help me. Why the hell am I paying this guy? Now, I would always, I would always advise that you don't think you have all the answers. Just because your daddy's a Hall of Famer, it it doesn't mean you have all the answers. So I hope for Marvin Harrison's case, he is working with, a lawyer, he is working with someone who can be an advisor beyond his dad who can tell him, hey, you might want to consider this or that. But to each his own. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right, let's get back to the calls. We'll get to Eric Bieniemy in just a wee little bit. Uh, we had uh, you know, a question from John in Fairfax about that. I do want to dive into that a little bit more. Uh, and as well, what Peter King wrote a small little excerpt in his final, as it turns out, Football Morning in America column uh, this morning about the Chicago Bears, about the Washington Commanders. Let's get to line three. Mark in Chevy Chase is next up on the Team 980. Mark, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, would you like me to answer the question, or I have some other information immaterial to the question, but it's good hearing from you. I appreciate it. Uh, wait, what? what is the – wait, wait, I'm confused. The information immaterial to our conversation, you mean? Yeah, uh, the conversation we're having about okay. who we should – All right, yeah, let, let, yeah let's first. let's hear it. Yeah, I, I uh, this morning fulfilled a bucket list. I went out as a 50-year-old to Washington Commanders Park uh-huh. and asked for a tryout. I, uh, <laughs> right. Nice. Wait, wait. Who did you ask? I asked the gated security guard if if I could 
come in for a tryout. Um, I was wearing a hat backwards, a baseball cap backwards. I had on a sweatshirt, a commander's uh, Kendall Fuller jersey, my sweatpants, and my uh, American swim trunks. Oh, my uh, goodness. Are you, do I, did you take uh, a picture of all this? Like a, any kind of video I, or pictures? I, I don't document things like that I, uh, uh, often. Often I have the outfit on me, but um, I'm serious to that. I I tried out for Montgomery College JUCO, mm. MC JUCO baseball at 41. Um, I lasted three days. Had a boy. And I saw the limit that I had in baseball uh, to speed up the story. Okay. I started a coach in baseball. Um, I'm not going to disclose which school um, tomorrow, probably, uh, possibly Wednesday. Um, I really believe that by trying out these days, it helps spur on the American dream, which we're losing somewhat. I think that we always should strive for dreaming. I'm stressing that, um, that not only is it important to pursue their dreams, but I also asked the scouting, the security guard about scouting uh-huh. jobs or other organizations. What did, what did other, they? What, what wait? Uh, just before you go on, what did what did the security guard say? Did did he say you're crazy, you're nuts, said, or or let me make no, a call, no, or no, or what? Nothing, no, no, no. He said nothing like that. He said, "Listen, you have to set up a set up a trial." That's mm-hmm. all he said. Okay. I would be calling Commander's Park right now, trying to set up a in, uh, tryout without an agent, which we are talking about, mm-hmm. without without much foot, actually some coaching football experience. But I've played six seasons of rugby, so it would be trying to make a transition from rugby to football. And you said um, you're 50, correct? 51? I'm 50, you're 50 years old. Uh, you met me, or we are all on stage at the Bethesda Theater. I loved that evening, by the way. The only great. reason I think yeah. I thought it was great, great theater. I thought it was great, great theater. Right. Yeah, it was um, great. It was a great night. And, and I was very happy with it. I showed it off. I thought it was awesome. Um, and just back to what I was talking about, that was the first time I met Chris Russell. I do think I can be a running back to the commanders, um, or at least – that's the position I would try out for because you learn your limits by doing things and learning from those experiences. So when I tried out for JUCO baseball, I realized I only lasted three days. I realized what the competition was like, which helped me as a sports writer. It also helped me as an individual. It also helped me to when I well, now I am older, but it also helps me, in a sense, get to sleep at night knowing this is such a great country still. Mm, okay. You know, this is still such a wonderful country. And, Chris, between you and me, my heart is so much with the commanders. You know, you know the, the expressions, you know all the expressions. I feel like today, more so than ever, the commanders need our help, our help stepping up for what we believe in, last man standing, even if it's more like a Rudy, you know, than anything else. I put myself on to try out, 
and I will at future days. Day, I'd love the junkies to come back to me. As I said, the weather tomorrow is real nice, so tomorrow would be great. But I'm serious. When I went out there, I went out there to try out. I I mean I I'm sorry it didn't work out, Mark. It's it's good. Yeah. I mean it's a cr- interesting story. I'm gonna. I'm going to tweet about it because I want people to hear that you yeah. th- that you you know you were trying to pursue the American dream and I'm sorry it didn't work out. I- I'll tell you what, maybe I'll try and I- I'll try and reach out to somebody and we'll see if we could do something for you. Okay. Okay. Um, just and and that when when you say do something, doing anything, anything is such a kind gesture. Such I take gratitude in any sort of help. Any sort of gracious offer, anything at all, I would accept to do, you know, um, when it comes to this football team. Okay. Um, yeah. All yeah. right. Thanks, I, Mark. Appreciate that, you. Uh, that, always good that, to hear from you. It was good to see you that night. Absolutely. I, I, I do remember. Um, that's an interesting story. He said he was a baseball coach, right? Yeah. Is, right? Yes. And he, and he had tried out for a team like. Uh, when he was like 41, but he's a baseball coach currently somewhere in Maryland. He wouldn't say what school. Um, and he was dressed in a Ken. So I, maybe I should just like contact somebody over there and say, hey, you know, uh, can well, we in set the regards, something up? In the regards to the commanders needing help, I mean, how fast are your hands? Could we put, try and put you at center? How good are you gonna are you gonna have low snaps? That's a fair point. Can we put you at center? That's a fair point. Can we get a Chris Russell try out for the Washington Commanders you know, twenty twenty? They don't squad. they don't have fifty one players under contract, so they do have some room under their current roster to get to the top fifty one. I'm pretty sure you would be the first person to be both. No no on no, a Mark would and Mark have a show and no, have I, a show at the same time. I'm too slow. I mean, I I would just get annihilated. Mark's sound. I mean, he sounded. Like he was a little geeked up and a little like his, you know, he was a little bit out of breath. But I'm sure, I'm sure he'd do a lot better than me. I'm sure Matt, you would do a lot better than me at my advanced age. All right, three zero one two three zero nine eighty. You never know uh, what's going to happen on the show. Let's get to the Birdman. Speaking of, you never know what's going to happen. What up, Birdie? How are you? What's up there, Chris? You know, I've, I'm 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 thinking for you, fullback. Yeah, fullback. but but you know, in order to be a fullback in today's days, and and you know, right? Because the the Ravens usually always had, you know, they had use check. Uh, who's their guy now? Patrick Ricard, right? Ricard, Ricard, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to be able to move, and you've got to be able to catch the ball in the flat. Uh, back in my younger days, Bird, when I first when I first started covering the team, we used to play an annual um, pre-training camp flag football game there was one year where i led my team the dc media with nine catches nine me why because nobody covered me and i was always open in the flat they're probably too busy option. laughing at you once you got the ball <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly well there was one time where i absolutely trucked and i mean rolled over Kristen Bursett. From WUSA nine. Oh, wow. oh, did you hear that? I mean, I I felt bad for her in the bubble. I just crushed her, uh, turning up field after making a catch. She remembers the story, and so do many. Um, unfortunately, the video is not available. <laughs> could, could Chris, Chris the trucking a female reporter? Exactly. Can, can you imagine? 
Exactly. It's a good thing uh, Twitter was not around back then. Oh. <laughs> no, it, it was just somebody didn't get the video of it. But trust me, plenty of people saw it. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, so the combine. Yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. It was it was made on what, 82, 83? I think yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I think the landscape has changed, Chris. I think at its time, it served its purpose where these scouts would get together. They would go in and they would say, okay, let me see what you've got. Because some of these guys, the film wasn't as readily available now mm-hmm. as it is now. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. If I was an agent, it is no way I'm actually letting my guy throw the ball. And I say that because fear of unknown. I mean, you know, you turn Sports Center on, on on the combine, and or the you know the day after or that night, and you, you okay? Well, you know, here he is going back, and it's all these wonderful catches and wonderful throws. That's what makes the highlight real, but. The quarterback who's throwing has no control over who's going to actually catch the ball. Is he stock receivers? I think a bigger emphasis would be on pro day at these local colleges where they have some control. Right. I don't think the combine. I, I think you're you're, you're exactly you're exactly right, and that's why agents do that, right? But Bert, right. again, the reason why I'm stressing why it's important to me, or why I do think NFL evaluators put a check mark in the right box if you go out and throw, and especially if you're not quote unquote needed to throw, is because of all that. Hey man, show me that you can perform when it's not always 75 and sunny. Show me that you can. Sh- perform well under tough circumstances or under different circumstances or under non-scripted circumstances. But, but, but Chris, what advantage is that of the players, right? Because you have these top-tier quarterbacks who always refuse to throw, you know, it's becoming more and more common. What is the advantage? Because the only thing it does, the only thing it can possibly do is probably move them down. And we all know. How do you know that? Teams, how how do you know that if Jaden Daniels threw this this weekend, that he couldn't possibly go from perceived number three quarterback in this draft to in reality number two or number one? How do you know? Uh, because you haven't seen what the number one can do. And, and you know, a lot of these agents, and I'm sorry, a lot of these scouts who have poured over this film and do advanced scouting on these on these colleges, they already know who they're doing. Well let me this let me let me let me ask let me ask you one more way, okay? Do you do you think it's an exact science, the evaluation of quarterbacks or players in the NFL? Is no, it an exact no, science? It was, but no, because if right. it was, then you would have every exactly. top tier quarterback ever drafted in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. So being that it's an inexact science, why wouldn't you want more data? Why wouldn't you want more information? Why wouldn't you want anything that you could possibly do to potentially help your client or your your individual path out? Because because Chris, there's also a fifty fifty chance that it goes down. If he okay. goes, if he goes and, and, down, okay. So if he goes down again, I can only tell you what scouts and scouting directors and head coaches have told me throughout my career, which is, they don't care, like they know. 
tough circumstance. They know that dude's working with different receivers that he's never worked with before. But They're the not worried about know. the amateur scout in mommy's basement eating tea and crumpets. They're not worried about uh, that guy. They're worried about – I mean, they don't care. Like, t- to me, again, it's the same thing as why wouldn't you part- participate in the Senior Bowl? Well, you can only hurt yourself. You can only hurt yourself. No, you don't. No, you can't. You can improve your stock. But, but Chris, it, it, it's, it's a disadvantage to it, too, and it's all about money. And if, if, if you're going to risk, if you're, if you're a round one, two, three quarterback, I'm not throwing. Okay. Because guess what? Um, if I do and, you know, something goes terribly wrong and the fans start to revolt on it, okay, they may not care what the, what, what the teams are saying. Yeah. But guess what? The fans are going to make their point with their money. Uh, I, I, lo- and- I, I love you, Bird. I, and normally we agree on a lot of things. I'm completely opposite of you on we this. We never agree. Uh, we, we you know, I think agree, we agree Chris. more than you realize. I think you're wrong on this. I appreciate you. Uh, I, here, here's the deal. Again, f- who, screw the fans. Like, uh, again, perception should not be greater than reality. Reality should be, hey, we're making the decision. We are looking at all of the boxes. We are looking at all of the elements here. And a competitor, a guy who's willing to take a chance and say, not everything's going to be 75 and sunny, is the guy that I want, versus somebody who's going to eschew uncomfortableness every other throw, every other decision, every other day, in every which way. That that's just how I operate. 3012300980 more your calls coming up. Plus Eric Bieniemy on his way to UCLA. Did he quit or did he get fired? Two different stories coming out of command land uh when it comes to EB we'll discuss next on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let me take just a couple of minutes here to reset and add this to the pile and to the list of things you can call in on at 301-230-0980. We'll get to Lou. We'll get to Lap on the other side. Eric Bieniemy leaving for UCLA to become their assistant uh, associate head coach and offensive coordinator. 
Um, he coached there. Him and Deshaun Foster have a good relationship. What have you. So you have all of this different discourse. You have Mike Freeman, longtime writer, who uh, I haven't read it, but in USA Today, wrote that Eric Bieniemy didn't get the shot in the NFL that others with lesser resumes were granted. And of course, without even reading it, I just know it is based on what the perception is, which is it's because Eric Bieniemy is black. I just know it is as easy to figure out as anything could be. I just know. That being said, while there is a point of merit to say, hey, Eric Bieniemy should have been given a head coaching opportunity. That's not the issue here. Whether this cycle, last cycle, at any point, he's interviewed, again, 17 different, whatever. Of course, he should have been given an opportunity. I truly and honestly believe it's not because Eric Bieniemy is a black man. It's because, as I've been saying all along, I think Eric Bieniemy is, he makes people feel uncomfortable. He makes white, rich owners who are not used to being told no, or this is my philosophy, like it or don't like it, deal with it or don't deal with it, I'm going to be me. And. One other thing regarding this, and this is just something that you can say, you can disagree with 100%. There is a level of Eric Bieniemy's career so far as a coach, especially in the NFL, where he felt like a subwriter. Even when he was the offensive coordinator here in Washington, he, it very much felt like he was going off of Ron's instructions. It's like, we have to play it this way. And just like when he was in Kansas City, everyone was like, well, it's Andy Reid's offense. Well, I would say it was way less, though, here oh, than, than while in Kansas but City. Every, but, of course, they had way things. less success the here. The point is, when there's bad things, mm-hmm. there's another person's mm-hmm. reason. When there's good things, well, there's another person that is adding on right. to that. In a lot of sense, there's been no real, this is Eric Bieniemy through and through, 100%. There was no oversight. There was no or overhead that was diminishing or helping him. And I think a lot of coaches and a lot of teams, because of that, are like, I would love to give you a chance, but I need to know 100% what you are and who you are as a coach. Well, that's but that's part of the point is everybody, you know, that writes these columns is mad because Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a head coaching opportunity because they think it's because because he because he's a black man that he is not being given the opportunities. And again, I, I I can't tell you, I can't speak for every individual owner and how they perceive, but I can just tell you from covering Eric Bieniemy and talking to people in and out of the building about Eric Bieniemy, he is a hard-charging, demanding personality. Old school. That scares some people away. Black or white, it scares people away. How many interviews did Pete Carroll get? This 
cycle. None, right? Jim Harbaugh is not for everyone, right? Now, he's for some, but he's not for everyone. Bill Belichick, not for everyone, right? People have lots of reasons for why they don't hire someone, why they don't marry someone, why they don't hang out with someone. Nobody should be saying that it comes down to one thing. And if you're saying it comes down to one thing, and at least specifically in this case with Eric the Enemy, and I, again, I haven't read the column, but I just know how these things go. If you're saying it's strictly because or primarily because he's a black man, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention to all the clues, to all the keys. You're not paying attention to what matters. Honestly. And that might piss some people off, but that's the honest to God's truth. You're not paying attention. 301-230-0980, I saw old EB of the Junkies was after old EB. Now that he's got his mantle back as the original EB or whatever that whole deal was, I'll tell you uh, basically what EB had to say on Twitter uh, about Eric Bieniemy. Uh, coming up next after a quick trending alert. All right, the Capitals are back home after getting a point in Florida in Sunrise on Saturday night. They did have a 2-1 to lead late, uh, but eventually lost in overtime. They did beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tonight, they host the Ottawa Senators, 7.05. The faceoff from C1A on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app, Ivan Marishnashenko coming up. Uh, and he's been promoted from triple uh, from triple A for Hershey. From Hershey because of all the injuries that the Capitals have. The former first round pick uh, was up for a couple of games earlier this year. So you can check him out in action tonight as the Caps look to get an important two points. Meanwhile, from the NFL, uh, officially the first franchise tag has been given, and that goes from the Cincinnati Bengals. To star wide receiver T. Higgins, the sides now have until July 15th, about another week or so remaining before the deadline window for uh, franchise tags close. And Chris Paul, remember his glorious run here with the Washington Wizards? I say that in jest. He's going to make his return against the Wizards tomorrow night for the Golden State Warriors here in Washington. He had such a great career. They're going to have... You know, the montage video and everything, I, I, I'm, I'm teasing. He's been out since January 5th with a fractured left hand, but he's making his return, or is expected to, at Capital One Arena tomorrow night when the Warriors roll in. And that's what's trending. All right, so there are two different stories emanating about Eric Bieniemy's departure. One, Dan Quinn in his introductory press conference was asked, and he said, "Yeah, I just met with Eric Bieniemy. It's, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. You know, he's a great coach. It just didn't work out this time." And I'm paraphrasing. You know, of course they don't use the word, "Yeah, we fired him. He sucked. He was awful. Totally not a fit." Then there was Eric Bieniemy who said over the weekend, apparently, I, I'm i the one that chose not to be in Washington. 
I'm the one that decided to leave. And I reached out to the enemy for clarification, just to see what he would say. He hadn't responded yet, so I should point that out. I think both can be true. You know, I, I do think there was a possibility that Eric Bieniemy could stay on. As we talked about the entire process, and especially if they hired a defensive-minded head coach. But it didn't work out for whatever reason, whether it was more Quinn saying, look, I'm, I'm not going to make you the offensive coordinator. You could potentially do this, which essentially is saying, yeah, listen, I mean, I'm trying to be nice here. I'm trying to give you a token job. But we don't really value what you are and what you bring. I want to bring in my own people, which is totally understandable. Right? He wanted to bring in Anthony Lynn, who happens to be black. He wanted to bring in Brian Johnson, who happens to be black. Right? He wanted to bring in different people, outside people. So I don't think Dan Quinn looked at Eric Bieniemy and said, oh, we can't have you here because you're not a white guy. And it's just the way things work out with new staffs and whatever. But if Eric Bieniemy wants to say, hey, I was, I chose to leave, that's fine. He can have that perspective. There's nothing wrong with that. We, we'll never really know. He could... Basically be saying, look, I, you know, I was offered a different position. I didn't want that position. I thought that was too much of a downgrade, and I chose to leave. And both sides could essentially claim each other's perspective is the truth, right? So nobody should be saying, oh, Eric Bieniemy lied, which leads us to my guy EB from the Junkies, the original EB. Who said on Twitter, I didn't hear them talk about that this morning, but I, I know they did. So you can go check it out on the Odyssey app, whatever you're on the podcast. It's all uh, clearly labeled. Quote, how delusional is Eric Bieniemy? Quinn publicly said he met with him and told him that we aren't going to work together. That's a nice way of saying you're fired. Bieniemy also claimed he called plays for six years in KC. Maybe one or two plays is what Eric added to Eric Bickle added to the mix with a crying emoji, right? So, look, here's the deal. Again, Eric Bieniemy has his version of what happened. It looks bad if he was fired, just outright. Dan Quinn did not say he was offered another position and he turned it down. He just said, yeah, look, we met and we're not going to work together. We're not going to go forward, but he's a great coach and da-da-da-da-da. He didn't say he was fired. He didn't say he was offered a different position. Remember, this is before Anthony Lynn is hired, before Brian Johnson is hired, before Tavita Pritchard is officially kept on, before, you know, whatever, before Bobby Ingram is kept. So I don't think it's right to say Eric Bieniemy is delusional because we don't know for sure 
whether he was offered a different position and turned it down or whether he was just flat out told, hey, man, look, you're a great coach, respect you, like you a lot, uh, wish it would work out differently, but we're just going to move in a different direction, which is perfectly fine if if that's the way it worked out too. But to EB of the Junkies' perspective, right, Eric Bieniemy did get salty several times with the media when asked politely, correctly, hey, man, you're in a different role here. You are the full-time offensive play caller. You are the man calling and running the offensive show. And EB would be like, I don't know why you guys think that. I called plays for six years in Kansas City. Well, you know, so again, we could be looking at a, this is my perspective, this is their perspective. Kind of like, again, I used the term car crash earlier, right? People see things different ways. People have different, like, viewpoints, right? It's, it's like during a fight, during a breakup, during a work situation, during a friend situation, whatever the case might be. You have your perspective, she might have her perspective. Or you and he, whatever. Okay? If something happens on the show, Matt is going to have his perspective of what happened, and I'm going to have my perspective. And it might not match. And, and that doesn't mean I'm delusional or he is, or I'm lying or he is. It's just we have different perspectives. And we also have a little something to protect here if you're Eric Bieniemy, You don't want it to look like you got fired and this is a hand-me-out. You don't. And I don't think it is either. By the way, you're... Okay, so you're going to the NFL from the NFL to whatever now the Big Ten is and UCLA and trying to restore the glory of one of college football's long, long, long-running legacy programs in a new conference, in a new role. And, yeah, Deshaun Foster got that job. And he hired you because he wanted you. Is that an insult? Is that a downgrade? It's not an insult. You want to call it a downgrade? Okay. He didn't get a head coaching job. He got interviewed for one this cycle, the commanders, and one last cycle, the Colts. That sucks for EB. But we don't know what has transpired during these interviews. We don't know. Nobody will ever know. So the bottom line is, before we all just rush to judgment and call it an insult, a slap in the face, a disgrace, a this, a that, again, first of all, Eric Bieniemy is saying, guys, look, I wasn't fired. I could have stayed. I chose to leave. That's how he's looking at it. You want to call him a disgrace, a liar, delusional? Okay. Fine, but I would, I, I mean, I would take umbrage with the fact that people would say, well, this is a disgrace and a humiliation that Eric Bieniemy should have to go to. Again, there's plenty of people that don't get hired for jobs that are well-qualified. Happens all the time in life, all the time, all the time. It happens, it's happened my entire career. Nobody's felt bad for me. Nobody's called it a disgrace. 
Nobody's called it a humiliation. Nobody's called it a sin or anything like that. Nobody cares. It happens. It's life. You didn't win. You didn't have a successful offense. You didn't have a successful journey. You want to make an argument that before he came to Washington is when he should have gotten the head coach? Fine. You're right. He probably should have. There could be reasons for that. Again, beyond skin color. I told you, he made players, black players, feel uncomfortable here. What are the chances that he probably made a white owner who's not used to telling or being told this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be if I'm your head coach? What are the chances that he made somebody feel uncomfortable? Whether it's because they're too shallow or whatever the reason, what are the chances? Probably pretty good. Eric Bieniemy is not for everyone. We found that out here in Washington firsthand. He's not for everyone. He's not for every player. He's not for every coach. He's not for every owner. He's not for every organization. Don't consider it a disgrace or a shame or anything like that because Eric Bieniemy is now the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach or associate head coach of the UCLA Bruins in the Big Ten. Is it an NFL head coaching position? No, it is not. Is it a college football head coaching position? No, it is not. But again, not everybody is guaranteed a certain path. And maybe, just maybe, if Eric Bieniemy and Deshaun Foster make magic at UCLA, maybe, just maybe, that'll be enough for Eric Bieniemy to get the head coaching position that he probably deserves. That he has probably earned. 301-230-0980. Your calls, your reaction to that. Plus, the throwing, non-throwing at the Combine. Uh, We'll get to all your calls on that and more on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You know what I forgot? Today's a Motown Monday, baby. Ain't too proud to beg. Matty Ice dialing it up. I don't think Eric Bieniemy had to beg or should have begged Dan Quinn to stay or had to beg Deshaun Foster to hire him at UCLA. It's just the way things work out sometimes. The coaching industry is an insane, crazy world that we live in. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. I mean, again, should Eric Bieniemy have gotten a head coaching job long ago before Mike McDaniel, before um, before Mike McDonald? Um, yeah, sure, but it doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't always work out that way. And I know that's a generically safe answer, but it's true. It doesn't always work out how things should work out. Right? So Biennemi is going to UCLA to be the offensive coordinator, and that's fine. 
I, he was a former assistant at UCLA. He was the team's running back coach and recruiting coordinator. So he's going back to UCLA, where he's somewhat familiar, of course, with the campus, the culture, what have you, and working with, again, Deshaun Foster, who he obviously, again, more than familiar with, and we'll see how it goes, right? So, again, we can say that it is disappointing that he had to go to this route. We can say that. Here's what I would say. After a year here in Washington, I wouldn't have hired him as the head coach. I said that from word one with the Washington Commanders. And nor am I surprised that he did not get an interview for a head coaching position. But I insisted that he should have been interviewed. There's a difference. If you want to make the argument when he was with Kansas City, which is what everybody used, of course, then, again, that's a different argument. Today, it's not the same. His career, unfortunately, because of the mess that he joined and some of what he contributed to, did not take the, the, did not go down the path that he was hoping for it to. And everyone said, hey, this is a gamble. And sometimes gambles work out right, and sometimes they don't. Right? I mean, it, it, it is just as simple as that. It is as simple as that. So he gets to go home. And he gets to try and turn around a program that, you know, Chip Kelly has had some level of success with, but not not enough. And now he gets to go again, work out, work with Deshaun Foster, who he's familiar with, again, in a different conference than what UCLA has played in. And if you can, against Big Ten defenses, have a lighted-up offense, guess who's going to get a college head coaching job Next year, Eric Bieniemy. And don't forget, don't forget, he was offered a head coaching job at his alma mater, Colorado, in 2020, and he declined. I, you know, you, you want to say, well, Colorado was a mess. He would have been doomed to fail. All of that's fine. But don't forget that. Don't forget that. I guarantee you, Eric Bieniemy, while frustrated that he hasn't been able to get the head coaching job that he really wanted, I guarantee you, Eric Bieniemy is not looking at this as a demotion, as a slap in the face, as an insult, or anything like that. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So good luck to him. I hope he does well. I think he will do well. Big difference going against Oregon State's defense versus going against Michigan's defense, Ohio State's defense, Penn State's defense, Iowa's defense. Big difference. Let's see. Let's see. Just like there was a big difference between him being the offensive coordinator 
in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid versus here in Washington running the entire offensive show, as far as we knew, with Ron Rivera and Sam Howell. Big difference. 301-230-0980. Your calls, your reaction coming up. We'll reset here at the top of the hour. Just hang with me. Plus, we will get into court storming. Court storming. How fun was that over the weekend? That's still to come right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 